What's really good and welcome back to another episode of The Sanchez Show. And actually, this is a collaboration episode with Trip Young and Real Fans Real Talk. We get into some MLB talk, obviously some NBA and NFL draft talk, as well as dissecting what to make of the recent Jake Paul fight. This was originally recorded on April 18th, so you'll also hear us pay our respects to a hip-hop legend, Black Rob. But today is 420, so I had to make sure I came correct on the day for the smokers. This is your holiday. So with that being said, enjoy the show. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another Quarantine TV collab effort between Real Fans Real Talk and The Sanchez Show. We got a whole lot of sports to get into. We got a whole lot of real world things to get into as well. Um, so, uh, Legend of Two Games, though, what's going on, man? Talk to me. It's really good. It's really good. You know, I'm excited, man. We're, we're in the thick of things in the NBA, obviously. Uh, NFL draft about two weeks away. And then, like you said, we got some real world issues going on as well. So, a lot to get into this week. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, let me just, I hate, I hate that we got to do this in back to back weeks, but, uh, let me, let me start off the show by, by sending our condolences to, uh, the family and friends, uh, and the fans of, of Black Rob. Um, y'all, y'all probably know him, most known for, uh, the song Whoa, which may have been one of the biggest records. Everybody was saying whoa when that when, when that record dropped um, and he passed away uh, this week. So I, I definitely want to say rest in peace to Black Rob. Um, Eric, talk to me. Absolutely, man. It's unfortunate. Like I said, our thoughts and prayers are with his, with his family. Um, hip-hop icon, you know what I'm saying? I mean, And he was probably more regional for us because we're from New York, so we understand the impact. Like you said, that song had and then obviously his his run with Bad Boy at the time as well because he was on some other big features, uh, Twenty Four Hours to Live, mm-hmm. Bad Boy for Life, Bad. you know what I'm saying. So he was he was on some classic joints. So he may be more of a regional icon, but nonetheless that doesn't damper his his impact on the hip hop game and the hip hop world, man. So our thoughts and prayers are definitely with his family today. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then man, we we, we got we got things going on in, in the real world um, that affect the sporting world. Um, and even if they don't, you know, sometimes we there's certain things that we just have to to speak on anyway. But more so specific, uh, the the Derek uh, Chauvin trial is going on right now. Um, I don't know if you mean you must have been living under a rock for for the past year and a half. If you don't know who Derek Chauvin is right now, he is the former police officer that murdered George Floyd. We say that one more time. He's the former police officer uh, that murdered George Floyd. Uh, He is standing trial right now um, for second-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter, and I believe there's one other charge that he's facing. Um, Closing statements are supposed to be going down this week, Um, but as as a result of that and a, a, a decision as far as What's going to happen with, with with Chauvin will also be going down within the next week or so. And because of that, the NBA uh, has spoken to the teams throughout the league um, in regards to being prepared for whatever the outcome may be in that case. Uh, we know that the NBA has been very forward 
um, in regards to everything that went on this past year with the murder of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Aubrey. They've been very supportive of Black Lives Matter. Um, and, and it was the NBA that pretty much set the sports world and the world in general on fire uh, this past summer when they shut down and said, no, enough is enough. Uh, we're not going to take this anymore. And we may be heading back to that, depending on the outcome here. Eric, you and I spoke about this uh, earlier today. Um, and we were kind of like, yeah, you know, this is or it should be pretty much a shut and dry case where, we, you know, we watched this man on camera murder George Floyd. But even with the, the conclusion so, so close, we still are not completely convinced. So just, just speak to, to me about why you're not 100% convinced, even though it's pretty much black and white, and why myself and others aren't convinced that we're going to get justice in this case. Well, first and foremost, I want to start off as we express our, our condolences and, and our prayers, well wishes to Black Rob's family. I want to extend that same, um, you know, well wishes and thoughts and prayers to the city of Minnesota because, unfortunately, as this trial is coming to an end, they're dealing with another traumatic situation that took place in their city. Um, so, you know, the, the I mean, the, the wound has been fresh in America for, for black men and women for decades, centuries. And then now you have a city who was still grieving what happened to George Floyd to now be experiencing that similar situation again. Um, but in terms of, as you said, why I'm not 100 percent convinced that the right thing will happen here and, and you feel the same way is because history has, has taught us otherwise. History has taught us that. There's, there always be, seems to be some loophole or reasoning as to why uh, cops who commit violence against civilians somehow find their way uh, not or don't make their way to jail for whatever reason. And, you know, the NBA, I think, making their preparations, I think Major League Baseball is going to have to make their preparations as well, because both those sports this week, this past week, had to postpone games because the players said we're not going to play in that city. You know, they needed that day off to kind of digest what was going on within the city. And so Major League Baseball is going to have to make the same um, adjustment, I think, in their scheduling, because I think this is going to be a trickle down effect. If this goes bad this week, um, I think it's going to go bad on several levels. And I think we may see a certain level of anger and rage that we haven't seen already. And I know a lot of people like to highlight what took place last year during the writing. Trust me, people, if, if this murderer is not convicted, it will be far worse, the reaction from the people who who had to witness this murder on tape and then now watch this cop uh, walk away. Yeah, and I think we'll see a reaction closer to the one we saw with Rodney King with that verdict um, as opposed to, to the reaction, which, you know, this past summer, there was some other things, some outside things going on, but... It, it was nothing like what went down after the, the, the verdict came in for the officers in the Rodney King case. And I think we're going to be looking at something closer to that just because when you add in everything that's been going on with COVID for this past this past uh, year, year, year and a half, and there's so much bottled up from people losing jobs and 
and, 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 and money and, and, and just being displaced and different things be as a result of COVID and, 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 and the, the, the death, the loss that we've already faced as a country because of COVID and then everything else that's going on with, again, you know, it was a rough summer with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Maude Aubrey. Then you add in Jacob Blake and then you come all the way up to to uh, to, 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 to Dante uh, Wright. Which which just happened, uh, not too far from where the actual trial of Derek Chauvin is going on, you know. Then you can also, if if you want to throw in the situation that happened with the with the gentleman that was a, a lieutenant uh, in, in the army, Lieutenant Nazario, yep, yes. Lieutenant Nazario, and we and we can't forget the young man in Chicago as well. There's been a lot of yes. things, like you said, it, it is it is really reaching a boiling point mm-hmm. where, you know coincidental or not now we get these three instances right around the time we're waiting for this verdict it's gonna be rough it is. yeah it's, it's gonna be rough and you're right uh, the the riots of the mid 90s after the rodney king verdict um may be the closest comparison and and i have a feeling that this could be worse than that again yeah. because of everything that has taken place over the last year in our country yeah it's it just it's too much too fast and if we already we already lost out on Breonna Taylor. We we got to call a spade a spade. Yes, her family got money and whatnot, but Breonna Taylor, let's be clear, she did not get justice. <coughs> Excuse me. So we already feel like all right, we took an L on Breonna Taylor. But if you want to if you want to say, well, oh, but you know there was no camera in the Breonna Taylor thing. All right. So now we have to deal with taking that loss. We have to deal with the losses that are continuing to go on. Like you said, in Minnesota, in Chicago, right? We have to deal with that. And then to come right back around before we've had any time to really, you know, just stop and breathe for a second. And you come back and there's a not guilty verdict, you know, in this in this Derek Chauvin case. And honestly, bro, I just feel like anything is possible at that point. I agree. And I think it's scary times, man. It really is scary times. Um I don't think the people will, like you said, be able to breathe and take that deep sigh of relief until that verdict comes back as guilty. You know, when that happens, it may give the people a glimmer of hope, like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for us to start to move forward as a country. Exactly. If that verdict comes back as not guilty, I, I, like I said, I I think it's going to be very tough for us as a country to move forward because there's just too much going on. And black men and women literally have had to suffer on camera for the last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On camera. Like you said, the young man, 13 years old in Chicago, on camera. Um, Obviously, George Floyd on camera. Jacob Blake on camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's only but so much that people can take. And and we just hope that this week justice is served, man. Yeah. Like, is it is it really that much to ask for? Like, is, is that where we are, where it's still getting justice it, when you have video of everything that went down? It, it, like, it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be this hard. And, you know, I just want to you know say to the people, I understand your frustration because I feel the same frustration. I feel the same anger. Sometimes I feel hatred. You know, it's a whole lot of emotions that run through my mind. And I'm not and I'm not going to be out, you know what I'm saying, rioting or doing anything reckless. But I understand that pain. And, you know, and I understand 
what is capable of going down if if we take another loss because that would be a huge huge loss to sit and have the world watch this man put his knee on George Floyd's neck for over eight minutes and I think now they're saying it was over nine minutes actually but for the world to have to sit and watch that and for you then to look back at the world and say oh um whatever his life didn't matter it wasn't nothing and we're gonna move on and go to the next one that ain't gonna happen this time around like I just I don't see that happening this time around you know I pray it doesn't I agree, bro. but I just if, if, if that thing goes left the United States of America needs to be prepared for what is going to follow that. I think, you know, listen, man, it's been something that's been discussed a long time. And um, I don't want to try to come across as like I'm trying to make a, a, you know, some sort of psychic or I know how all this plays out. But it just feels like, and, and we've talked about this before at the beginning of the pandemic because of all the things that were happening back to back to back. It does feel like as a country, we're reaching a pivotal point. And in the history, the future history of our country, because like you said, there's a divide. There's no secret about this divide that's in our country. And that last president fed into that nonsense and that propaganda that widened that divide. There had already been one before he got there. And he continued to add fuel to that fire that made it worse. And like you said, if the people have to sit through an injustice for this murder, I'm I'm scared to know where we're gonna go moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it is it's it's a scary thing to, to think about. Um, I, I don't even want to think about it right now. I do want to commend uh, both the NBA and the WNBA. You mentioned uh, Dante Wright uh, a little while ago. Rest in peace to Dante Wright. Um, and I definitely want to send my condolences to, to his child because you know that child does not deserve to grow up without a father. So I definitely want to send my condolences to, to that child. Um, but the NBA and the WNBA, they are taking uh, merchandise, and uh, signed merchandise and another merchandise, and they are using that to uh, raise money to, for the Dante Wright Fund. Um, I, I love the WNBA and the NBA because they are at the forefront of so much that goes into the social justice that we are seeing in the sports world. And I think it's because of them that it's kind of spread like wildfire throughout the sports world where, you know, again, we commended MLB a couple of weeks ago for moving the all-star game um, out of Atlanta because of, of, of what they did recently. Um, you know, so and I think it's just catching, but I, you know, it's the, the NBA and the WNBA that kind of spearheaded this whole social justice wave amongst the sports world, and I want to, I definitely want to commend them. One thousand percent. We love what they're doing. We we want to continue to applaud them for the stance they've taken from day one. Um, and I know there are people who don't like it, and there are people who say shut up and dribble, but no. Th- we can't have these athletes shut up and dribble because we need them to use their platform to try to invoke change. So kudos to them. I, I got to say this for anybody um, that doesn't like that. I would tell you to please refer to the shooting shit podcast and um, just ask about the soldier boy. Listen, you can just add yourself on to that list. There's a specific list for you. And like yes. I said, this is, this is a more family friendly show. So yes. I had to lighten up what I really wanted to say 
if you feel that the athletes should just be athletes. Yes. You know, we're talking about you, Brett Favre. We, we, we're talking about guys like you who, yeah. who feel uh, politics shouldn't be involved. People don't want to watch. No, nobody wants to watch you, Brett Favre. Let's, yes. let's not forget that. Let's also not forget that you were caught up in a, a sexual assault allegations yourself. But again, it, it's, it's ironic that these people who have all this dirt on them love to tell other athletes how they should be living and conducting themselves. I'm going to just sip my Gatorade on that one. Right, right. Let, let's let's lighten the mood up, though. Let's lighten the mood up. Let's get into some sports now, yes. right? Um, the Lakers, unfortunately, will not be able to make their trip to the White House uh, to celebrate their championship last year. COVID and then obviously scheduling conflicts. And we understand it. Uh, don't get excited. Donald Trump, they wanted to go. This yes. wasn't like when you were in the White House. The and Lakers wanted, wanted to, go. to go. Right. The Lakers wanted to go. President Biden wanted the team to come there. But obviously, COVID, we're still in the, in the heart of it, even though the vaccine has been out, even though some in some areas numbers are dropping. Our current president understands the severity of what's going on in the country and is saying, you know what, guys, as much as I would love to have you here, let's just hold off and maybe we do it in the summer time of summer. They're still going to be recognized at the White House at some point, though. Yes, yes. It's, I'm glad you mentioned that. It definitely is different. It's not like when, when this guy was in there and nobody wanted to come. This is completely different. Well, nobody... Yeah, no NBA team went while Trump was there. Yeah, that's there hasn't been an NBA team in the White House since 2016. That is crazy. Like prior to, to to Trump getting into office, did you think we would go four years without seeing an NBA team in the White House? Never, <laughs> ever. Because every if, if, when you look back historically, every president has one been a big fan of the league. And openly embraced and endorsed the league, and even if the, even if the country wasn't completely supportive of that president, there was still enough likability where it was like that's yeah. still cool. You still want to go to the White House and give him his jersey mm-hmm. and take the pictures. And then we got a certain individual in there where it was like, nah, it ain't cool no more. Yeah, <laughs> it ain't cool to go. Don't even care about the no, nope. It's nothing. It's just it's over with. It's over for that balling. Um, yeah, Lakers played Utah the other night, which was the first game that Utah has played without their uh, best player, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who has an ankle injury. He's going to be out for a little while. Um, Eric, like, as I'm seeing these injuries pile up, because prior to that, we actually saw his his dual partner from the playoffs last year, Jamal Murray, who the two of them, you know, were going at it. He's also going to be out indefinitely as well. The injury bug has struck... All of the top teams, with the exception of the, the Clippers, they like they you know they missed a couple of games uh, in the beginning of the season from Pat Beverly, but he's not of that caliber of player. Like we saw Giannis going out, we saw Embiid going out for an extended period of time, Durant, Harden out for extended periods of time, LeBron, uh, Anthony Davis have all been out. C.J. McCollum has missed time for 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 Portland. The this is crazy, but but they are saying that the injuries are actually down from last season. But we're seeing all of these superstars getting hurt, and it's like the MVP race as a result has changed five different times because of all the injuries. Yeah, um, speaking of MVP race, I think Julius Randle might sneak in there now <laughs> because of all the injuries. I'm just saying, because of all the injuries, if the, if the, he if the might Knicks get like, to fourth, I'll give it to him. I'll give him the award. He, he might be able to get like a third place vote in there just because there's been so many injuries. Yes. Uh, 
Shout out to my man Julius Randle though, because he he's been holding us down like crazy, man. Uh, they flashed the stat today because he had his fourth straight thirty-plus game. Mm-hmm. He had another ten assist game. He's the first Nick to do it since Carmelo did it back in twenty fourteen. So he's definitely been balling out there. But you're you're absolutely right. The injury bug has hit every team very hard. Um, the even I mean even the Clippers have had some injuries, not to the extent that we've seen other teams, where obviously Braun and A. D have been out for an extended period of time. Jamal Murray's going to miss the season. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert missed the game yesterday. Giannis has missed some time and Bede has missed some time. Um, but the Lakers at one point did have Ibaka and Kawhi both out. Now they're both back. Um, it's going to be it's it's going to be a really a struggle to, to get to that finish line. And this is one of the things that you and I spoke about before the season that could be tricky because it was such a quick turnaround that these guys now are putting a lot of mileage on their body within a very short period of time. There wasn't much of an offseason. The finals were played in October and they were back to play by December. So, and and it's not coincidental that the teams we're seeing with these severe injuries made deep playoff runs. The Lakers won it all last year. The Nuggets were in the Western Conference Finals last year, right? Like you said, the Jazz had a tough seven-game series with, with Denver um, Classic Series last year as well. So, this is the byproduct of a quick turnaround. I hope it doesn't affect the product on the court because, again, we don't want to see a team who probably wasn't really good enough to win a title win a title because everybody else is so banged up. Um, but unfortunately, this is this is what we got to watch. This is what we got to see how it plays out now because we got no choice. It's too deep into the season and it is what it is. Yeah, I hope we can get everybody back healthy uh so we can have a really good playoffs because again yeah i agree with you bro like i don't want to see where half of the teams are injury prone or or have injuries that are keeping top guys out of the game and then you know you know even as as much as i enjoyed the tournament this year but you know covid kind of shook that whole thing up where we didn't see all of the powerhouses in the tournament because of, of of all of those restrictions um, you know, and everything that went down during the season. So I really want everyone to be healthy going into this season. Um, there's one player, you know, which really sucks, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, who actually had to retire. Um, he's been dealing with, uh, you know, this for some time now. But uh, he said at his last game, he he never felt his heart beating the way it did. And then I guess once everything was checked out. He decided to to call it a wrap and just focus on his health and his family. Um, you know, shout out to Lamarcus Aldridge. Aldridge, he's he had a great career. Um, he didn't get to the championship. This probably would have been his closest and best chance of getting a championship after he signed with the Nets at the big, um, you know, after at the buyout deadline. But you know, either way, he still had a great career between his time in San Antonio and with Portland. Um, and it just sucks that he has to go out this way. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like you said, it was going to probably be his best opportunity to win a title. Um, still had a little bit of game left, too. You know, he wasn't the dominant guy that he was a few years ago, but he, he definitely was good enough to be a contributor on a on a title contender. And um, it, it'll be it'll be it, to me, his career always will seem like he he was just a little late because or his timing was off, I should say, because he left Portland right before Dane became a star. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes to San Antonio and the thought is, oh, him and Kawhi are going to join up and become like this great duo. And then Kawhi gets injured that first year that LaMarcus is there and then Kawhi ends up leaving. And then he goes to Brooklyn 
and then he has the health condition that stops him from being able to, to be a part of a title contender. So that that to me is is the ultimate narrative of, of his career. But ultimately, it was a great career. 15 seasons played, uh, seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA. Whether he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think is up for debate. But I definitely think he will be in the Hall of Fame, whether it's first, second, or third ballot. He'll get in at some point. I just don't know if he's a first ballot. Yeah, yeah, I think he will as well. Yeah, I don't know about first ballot, um, just because I don't know if he has the individual accolades and he doesn't have the championships that can kind of push you from being a Hall of Famer to a first ballot Hall of Famer. He doesn't have that uh, type of resume, but I do think ultimately he will get in because, again, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame and not the NBA Hall of Fame, so they also take into consideration college high school stuff that you know that you did in your career as well um as far as the nets go they're actually looking to bring in another wing player maybe another guard um because obviously now they have that roster spot available um james harden is still out right now and durant is going to miss the rest of the game that's going down right now with the, with an injury as well. I'm hoping it's not anything major. We literally just said we want to see everybody healthy going into the playoffs. So I'm hoping that this one isn't bad. Um, shout out to Steph Curry. Uh, Steph Curry has been balling this season. He's pretty much the, the Lone Ranger in Golden State right now with KD in Brooklyn and uh, Clay Tom, uh, Thompson out with injury again. Um, until he won't be back until next season, but Steph Curry is still the greatest shooter we've ever seen. He's the greatest shooter right now in the NBA. He's probably going to be that way for at least another five years because the jump shot is the last thing to go. Um, but he has now tied Kobe's record of 10 straight uh, 30 point games. Uh, he recently passed Wilt Chamberlain. For most points all time in Golden State Warriors history, um, does he break Kobe's record? Um, and it, I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say he, he's yeah I'm, because I, the way he's shooting the three ball right now, it's it almost becomes like the, the thirty points are automatic at this point. You know, um, I, after the last game, he's he's averaging six made threes a game during the stretch. So that alone puts you at, what, 18 points just off the threes, you know, and then you factor in how great of a free throw shooter he is and, and a couple floaters he's going to hit. He's going to get to the 30. So I give him that. Um, without a doubt, though, the greatest shooter the game has ever seen. I mean, the, the guy makes some ridiculous shots and he makes them look routine. Like it's like there's just nothing to him. And to me, in the West, they're not obviously a contender on the same level as the Lakers or anything like that, but they are a scary team for the playing tournament. Because if if I'm playing Golden State, my biggest fear is that this dude is about to go off for 45 and just carry them <laughs> in a one-game playoff yes. scenario. You know what I'm saying? Over a series, I like my chances. But in one game, yeah. nah, that dude is scary. No, that, that, absolutely, bro. I mean, we, he was literally three points away from back-to-back 50-plus games. Because uh, he had the 53 in the game where he broke uh, Will Chamberlain's record. And they went to war with with Boston, who actually has turned it around within the past couple of weeks. They've turned things around, but he went to war with Jason Tatum and put up forty seven. So yeah, I, I think he I think he gets it. Again, who else is going to score for them? Everybody's out. Clay is gone. Draymond can't score. Yeah. You saw the you saw the commercial with uh, him and Tatum. 
<laughs> where Jason Tatum yeah. somewhere gets gets more buckets than him. Gets more buckets. Gets, so, I mean, it, it's it's crazy because it, it really is like a video game out there. It's like if you're playing your nephew and he just keep going to the same guy over and over because that's yes. all they do. And it's like, yo, Steph, go ahead. And f- for our listeners who happen to gamble on sports, they'll know how crazy he's been going because lately the over-under on total points in a game for him has been 33 and a half. Like the sports books aren't even taking any. They already know, like we're penciling him for 30. Can he get to 35 or is he just going to be at 30 is the question. But he has just been phenomenal uh, the last few weeks. And like I said, he makes him very scary in a potential playing game. Chef cooking with the shot. Yeah. Um, Playing tournament. Uh, Luca had some thoughts about it. You know, my guy, your guy, Mark Cuban, had some thoughts about it. Um, I don't mind it either way, just because I feel like, whatever, we get a little extra basketball. And I kind of liked it, you know, last year. Obviously, it was a little bit different because it was in the bubble. So it's a little bit different. But I kind of like the idea. I'm okay with it. I love the idea. Uh, I think it, it spices things up a little bit. Um, again, we're not expanding the playoffs. We're still going to do eight teams, but we know that there are situations, again, where in a one-game scenario, we want to see if Steph could carry Golden State into the playoffs, right? We would we would probably, you know, as much as I love John Moran, I think we probably would like to see New Orleans in the playoffs instead of Memphis because of their exciting young team. So to see them have to battle it out, and, and no knock to San Antonio, but nobody's really excited if San Antonio's in the eight seed. Yeah. But if they got to play in a play-in tournament, then it, it, it brings a little bit more. No disrespect, Pop, because I love Coach Pop. Listen, but it, let's call it what it is. We shout out Pop every week. You know we got love for him. Right, right, right. <laughs> let's call it what it is. So I, I think it brings a little level of excitement. Um, realistically, it's at most two extra games for a team. Um, for some teams, it'll just be one extra game. If, you know, if you're the seventh or eighth seed, all you got to do is win one game and you're in. So I like it. It brings a little different element and it makes these this time of year where we're looking at the playoff format interesting. Cause you know, as myself as a Knicks fan, I'm happy we're in it anyway, but I would love for us to stay six or better so we don't have to play the playing game. And so it gives you something else to pay attention to. No, absolutely, absolutely. Do you think, and I feel so bad asking this question, we will actually look at the Spurs as an entertaining team under Pop's tenure? And I feel bad asking that question because I love Pop so much. Um, I think those, I think so. Those early Duncan years, yes. You know what I'm saying? Like because Tony Parker had a little bit of flash, Manu had some flash, and then Tim Duncan was so good. But it got to a point where they were like a boring team. You know, unfortunately, um, especially as those guys got older, it was like nobody on that team dunked. Nobody was really athletic. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was like it was like them five dudes at the Y who was like so fundamentally sound. That it was like it was boring to watch, but they got buckets. But they, they didn't play above the rim. They never had like one of those crazy shot blocks who was just swatting everything around. They didn't have any fiery personalities who who would you know get a tech here or there and made you exciting. They were just so fundamental they, they became boring. Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time, I believe. Um, Hands down. I think he's a top ten player, but his his, his nickname didn't they call him the Big Fundamental? The big what? fundamental. So you already know what's your nickname? The nickname of your best player and a guy who's a top ten all time player is the big fundamental. Don't expect excitement on a night to night basis. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I, I if we would have pulled the numbers, they probably had seasons where they probably didn't even dunk the ball more than fifty times. 
They were straight layups. It's the truth. No, I agree with you, bro. It's been between between San Antonio, San Antonio, and Utah. But after once Utah got Donovan Mitchell, that kind of changed a little bit because now you got right. Donovan Mitchell, and like you said, they got their big shot blocker and go bear, mm-hmm. so they got a little bit more excitement. But even during the Darren Williams years when they were good, they were playoff team um, during the Gordon Hayward years as as well. They were still boring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But the Spurs have been boring, I feel like, for over 20 years. I think, like I said, after them first couple, them first couple dunking years was pretty good. Um, you know, seeing him go to war with Amari and go to war with KG. Yeah. But like you said, after like year five, year six, it was like, <laughs> yo, bro, this, I don't want to watch these dudes yeah. in a seven game series. Yeah, exactly. It got, it got, it got, <laughs> it got kind of ugly. But uh, let's jump into a little bit of football. Uh, we, we, we had someone going on an apology tour. The the gentleman that had accused uh, Aaron Donald of assaulting him at a at a spot in um, in Pittsburgh, where he's uh, he's actually from. He actually apologized, said he was mistaken. He thought Aaron Donald was the guy that assaulted him. Turns out he wasn't. I'm glad because um, you know athletes been getting in trouble a lot lately. So I'm glad that it what that wasn't the case. And um, Aaron Donald is actually good now, and, and he can actually move on from that. But you know, they go hard at you in this situation when you get accused of, of you know, whatever it is. The media goes hard at you. Um, so I'm just glad that this thing has been resolved, and the guy actually apologized and came forward and said it wasn't true. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad it's been resolved in a, in a positive way for Aaron Donald. Um, he was for the people that may not know, he was back home in Pittsburgh partying and you know altercation happened um but the, the gentleman who accused him and and i i, I want to say this so i'm happy that it went positive for Aaron donald because i heard he does a lot of great things in the pittsburgh area yes so i would hate for his name to be tarnished by a bar fight you know especially when he probably was back home doing some positive things this time around anyway but for the dude that accused him you you should be embarrassed bro because from the video and from what we've heard you try to swing a bottle at Aaron donald and then his peoples was the ones who jumped on you and nodded up your head. So first of all, you tried to start the issue and swung a bottle at the man. And then you got mad because they put an extra forehead on your forehead. Like, I don't know what this dude problem is. Um, but I'm glad it, again, it, it worked. It came out all positive for Aaron Donald. No, that's a fact. That, that, that's an absolute fact. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you got to check. He, he, you know, he's he can, he can, Join himself into the club of athletes that get those big endorsements checked before they step on the court or field or wherever they are going to play. He signed with Adidas. Um, so, you know, that's a nice check. You know, we're all about getting to the bag. Um, he did have some comments, though, in regards to his uh, commitment. Um, he has since addressed them because, you know, certain things can get taken out of context. So he has since addressed them. He said he is, um, you know, he is uh, fully focused on football. Um, I, the Jaguars fans, all you guys can be can be cool. He's good. He's going to be with you guys for a long time. You guys, you guys have a franchise quarterback for 10 to, to, to 20 years, give or take. Anything in, in, in between that time with Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. So you guys are good. Congratulations to him for getting the bag. We always support. Uh, we're pro player here. It's no secret. Um, and also, congratulations. He recently married his high school sweetheart. Um, so kudos to him for doing that. But that article with Sports Illustrated is a little concerning. And 
I know the Jaguars are happy that they're going to be drafting him. I'm sure Urban Meyer is ecstatic that they're able to get their franchise quarterback. But anytime I hear a player, specifically a quarterback, because we know that's the most important position and that's got to be your leader on the football field. When I hear a quarterback say football is and everything and I could walk away today and be happy, that don't sit well with me because if I'm asking all these guys to make that extra commitment of sacrificing their body, first one in the building, last one out the building, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win and I need you to run through this wall for me. But you're you're telling me that football isn't the most important thing in your life. It doesn't sit well with me. So I think that's something that we're going to keep an eye on moving forward. Um, and just to refresh people's memory, a few years ago, there was a quarterback who said that he's already out the league. That's Josh Rosen. Before the Cardinals selected him, he was big on, you know, I love poetry. I love books and football isn't my end all be all. And I could go on and do other things with my life. Well, now he's doing other things with his life. So he also said all of the teams that passed on him was going to regret that decision, but that didn't pan out. <laughs> that, that those right. comments didn't age well. <laughs> N- nothing he said age yeah, well. Yeah, nothing. Basically. <laughs> Kyler Murray's doing pretty good though. Uh, in Arizona. <laughs> um, a Rod, and uh, you know, moving over to uh, to a little bit of baseball news. A-Rod and J-Lo are officially over, but A-Rod did buy the Timberwolves. Um, you know, we spoke about the, the – the, we don't have to worry about the prenups now because they didn't get married, so he don't have to split the team with, uh, with, with J-Lo. So he's still good on uh, on that aspect of, of things. Yeah, uh, congratulations to him. And um, I, I'm interested to see what happens with this purchase because I – he's going to try to move the team at some point so i think that's something else we got to keep an eye on but congratulations to him and the nba has been and d wade as well because d wade now is an owner yes that's right we got to give him his kudos as well um but kudos to the nba as a whole because as much as we criticize the nfl for their lack of diversity and ownership we see the opposite in the nba obviously a rod is a latino d wade african-american male they joined Michael Jordan as the the few minority owners, but at least the team has more than one. I mean, the, the league has more than one. So yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Max Scherzer. He uh, he just passed uh, Cy Young, the great Cy Young, uh, for twenty second on the all time strikeouts list. I thought that that's 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 a big deal. Um, I hope you guys know who Cy Young is, but there's an award that's given out every year to one pitcher in the American League and one in the National League called the Cy Young Award. So that should give you a small idea about who Cy Young was and how much of an impact he had on the game of baseball and the, the position of pitcher. Yeah, shout out to, to Max Scherzer, who will be a first ballot Hall of Famer yes. when his career is over. Um, three-time... A three-time Cy Young Award winner, a World Series champion. Um, he actually won Cy Young in the American League and National League, one of the few to, to do that as well. So he's a he's an outstanding pitcher, and, and again, he's just adding on to a Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, and that's the thing we were talking about with Marcus Aldridge earlier. Though that that resume stands out the way you're like, yeah, he's going in first ballot Hall of Famer. So shout out to him. Uh, had a little bit of boxing news. Uh, your main man, Jake Paul, back in the ring. Got another knockout, first-round knockout. It started to look like Mike Tyson early in his career. 
<laughs> What's going on? Let's relax. Let's relax. <laughs> Let's relax. One Tyson knocking him out in the first round, too. Like easy, <laughs> easy. Yeah, Tyson was knocking out actual boxers. Oh, okay, okay. He okay, wasn't. Okay. He wasn't okay, knocking okay. out basketball players and okay. out of shape UFC fighters. All right, Come I just wanted on. to make sure. Yeah, that dude. I, I'm looking at, and I'm just like, yeah, that dude. Did, yeah, he looked like he was at the end of his ropes. The dude that uh, that <laughs> that Jake Paul knocked out. And again, yeah. we do know. That you know, as great as MMA fighters are in MMA, they are not professional boxers. Um, and it's hard to go in the ring with someone who is solely training with their hands, as opposed to an, an MMA fighter who is training how to how to grapple, how to how to punch, how to kick, um, how, how to do various submission holds, you know. We basically saw Floyd Mayweather dog walk Conor McGregor through that through that whatever you want to call that that exhibition fight um, because he does not have that level of hand skills that Mayweather has. Same thing with Ronda Rousey, where she was the, the, the number one female in the world, but as soon as she came up against someone who had some type of hand skills and training in the sport of boxing, she got knocked out. So you know there is a, a huge difference. But congratulations. To, uh, to, to Jake Paul on that. He's had a little bit of, of a negative uh, storyline as well within the past week where a TikTok model um, has accused him of of some some accusations that uh, he, he forced some kind of sexual activity upon her, something that she did not consent to. Yeah, um, that's something we definitely going to keep an eye on because that news just broke within like the last week and a half, so there's still details coming out and I'm not sure if there's an investigation going on. Cause I believe she said the, these, uh, this, this sexual assault took place a couple years ago. 2019. So I'm not, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not too sure if, like I said, if there's an investigation underway, if she actually brought it to the authorities or if this is something that she was just shedding light on, but you know, it, it's always tough to, to speak on these things. You know, because on one hand, you wonder, like, you know, why would he do something like that? You know, why would you force yourself on a young lady if she didn't want you to? Don't, on the other hand, you have the people who say, well, why did she wait so long to say something? Again, we never want victim shame. We, we just want to get to the truth. So ultimately, all we can do is wait and see on that. In terms of the boxing, though, um, I mean, kudos to him. I know he takes boxing serious. He's training. He's been training consistently for about three years now. I don't know where he plans on really taking this because at some point, all of this is very gimmicky. You know, you're fighting Nate Robinson, you're fighting Ben Askren, who wasn't even a great UFC fighter. It wasn't like he was a top-notch UFC guy. And from anybody who, even if you've never seen him fight, the moment he took off his robe yesterday, you could tell he was in no kind of shape to fight. Exactly. So I don't know how serious he's taking this. I know Triller is capitalizing off of his fame and celebrity, and they're getting eyes to watch. They've recently signed Teofimo Lopez for his next fight in June. Uh, I believe De La Hoya's comeback is going to be on Triller as well. Shout out to him because he was coked out of his mind yesterday on the telecast. And uh, he was just very random with everything he was saying during the fight. But like I said, at some point, if, if you're Jake Paul and you take this serious, you're going to have to fight a serious fighter, bro. We we just like you're sitting in the ring celebrating and your mom is dancing around the ring as if you won a championship belt and you beat up on a guy who 
wasn't in shape and wasn't a boxer. So I don't I don't really know what the end goal is here with him. Yeah, I don't understand either. But I think the the bigger part to this puzzle is that we got to shout out Snoop Dogg for for always being a step ahead of the pack because this this situation he's got with Trilla is something special. So I just want to shout out Uncle Snoop, man. Absolutely, this is huge, huge for Snoop, and I think he's going politic this into even some more sports commentary because Snoop is knowledgeable. We we've heard him talk football and basketball in the past, so he's knowledgeable, and he's just super entertaining on the broadcast. So I, I, I'm looking forward to see what else he does. That's that's a fact. The the actual injury uh, Kevin Durant suffered was a thigh contusion, um, so he's going to be reevaluated. He won't be back for the game that they're playing against uh, Miami. Um, he'll be reevaluated. Hopefully, he doesn't have to miss too much time. Um, that being said, though, let me really quick let me shout out the sponsors. Uh, big shout out to Kmart, Petro Home Services, the Rosado Firm, Soundview Liquor. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to both the Real Fans Real Talk uh, podcast and the Sanchez Show podcast. They can both be uh, caught or listened to on all major streaming platforms. While you're doing that, subscribe to our other podcast, Shooting the Shit, which we do with our brother, Sean Fontaine. Um, and make sure you guys are following us all our social media. Instagram and Twitter is at Real Fan Talk. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash for the fans productions. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash for the fans productions. And of course, if you are not in the New York City area and you can't watch on television on Verizon 43 Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m., you can go right to realfansrealtalk.com. Click that red button right on the homepage Thursday night and you can watch. From anywhere around the world. Uh, Eric, final thought, man. Yeah, um, like I said, keep America in your prayers, man, because this this next week could be very critical for us. But aside from that, shout out to Major League Baseball. Um, they do their annual Jackie Robinson recognition, uh, where everybody wears the number 42. So we've always gotta remember Jackie Robinson. And like I said, even though throughout the chaos of this past week, um, first play to integrate the game. A man who had to withstand a lot of hate and bigotry and still stood tall and held his head up high so that brothers like Anthony and myself could have some sort of platform and speak and not be viewed on as lesser lesser than. So shout out to Major League Baseball and, of course, Jackie Robinson, as always. Facts. And I, I just uh, saw today they're going to have Jackie Robinson on the cover of MLB show uh, this year. And that kind of pushed it over the top for me as far because I, w- I wasn't sure if I was going to buy a baseball game this year because I've been so hooked on, on Madden 2K. But once I saw that cover, I was like, nope, I'm buying it. Sorry. <laughs> I got to yeah. get it. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, it's it's um it's yeah, it's the collector's edition because uh collector's edition because uh Fernando Tatis is the is the star athlete yeah. of it, but they have the the Jackie Robinson, um which again which they should a, a legend that not only changed the game but changed our country. Absolutely. So I will be copying that's one. Um, man, my, my, I'm I'm in a good space. I don't even got a final thought for this week, man. I'm just I'm just happy, man. Um, we got the we got the award show coming up uh soon the, the Be Free Awards, so I'm I'm actually just looking forward to that. Um, so all I'm gonna say is, listen, man, I'm just sending love and peace out to everybody that's that's listening, that's watching Real Fans, Real Talk, and the Sanchez Show. I'm just sending love and peaceful vibes, man. That's it. Absolutely, I, I 100% agree with you on that. 
Well, listen, with that being said, for myself, Trip Young, my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games, we up out of here. Peace. Peace.